The Girl Camper Podcast is sponsored by Liberty Outdoors, innovative makers of high-quality, lightweight, towable trailers for every stage of the RVer's life. And Campco Manufacturing. For over 50 years, this company has been making products for outdoor enthusiasts. Whether you are RVing, boating, camping, towing, tailgating, or grilling, Camco Manufacturers has products to help you enjoy your time off. We are also sponsored by our consortium of girl camper-friendly RV dealerships. Bankston Motorhomes with five locations in Alabama and Tennessee, Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Tom's Camperland with three locations in Phoenix, Arizona. Service, integrity, and committed staffers are some of the hallmarks of these reputable dealerships. To visit any of our sponsors, go to girlcamper.com and follow the links on our homepage. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit and I'm a girl camper. I go places and I do things in my Liberty Outdoors lightweight towable trailers. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads, and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, blogger, adventurist, and podcaster. And this is episode 140 of Girl Camper, the podcast. On this week's show, I'm continuing my exploration of all the available trailer types out there for girl campers and anyone else. And this time, it's my personal favorite, the teardrop trailer. These were born out of necessity in the 1930s as a mobile shelter for the Great Depression nomads traveling from job to job. They've evolved and steadily held the public's interest for close to 90 years. From the 1940s dreamers reading the plans under covers by flashlight in Mechanics Illustrated magazine to today's dreamers clicking away online at all the different options, the teardrop remains an American classic, a symbol of bold spirits and a means for just about anybody to hit the road and see America the beautiful. Teardrop trailers coming your way today. Before we head into our news roundup, we have a message from Liberty Outdoors, makers of the newest and smartest teardrops out there. Liberty is a family of brands that evoke the American spirit of freedom and adventure. They manufacture the highest quality trailers, producing some of the most recognizable designs in the industry. Their products are proudly made in the USA with best-in-class workmanship and customer support. 
This allows you to pick up, get out, get going with the confidence that only a superior product can provide. Liberty wants you to experience the journey with the peace of mind you've earned. To take a look at the Liberty Little Guy trailers, go to GoLibertyOutdoors.com and follow the award-winning leader in teardrop trailer innovation and design. In today's news roundup, I have the saddest of news to report, and I feel like it needs saying. One of our own, girl camper Gia Santavasco, who lives in New Jersey near me and who I have camped with countless times and also wrote a blog about in Go RVing, suffered an incredible loss on July 29th when her precious son and his girlfriend, Lauren, were killed while biking in Tajikistan. They were killed by terrorists with two other foreign bikers in a planned attack by an ISIS cell. The government of Tajikistan acted quickly to arrest them and send condolences through our embassy. They were quite helpful in returning Jay and Lauren's remains, and our government sent agents to escort them home. The whole thing is incredibly sad, traumatizing, and senseless. I don't want to dwell on how Jay and Lauren died, and his mother does not want to do that either. I have several reasons for talking about this here. The first is to honor Jay and Lauren. They were incredible, giving human beings who loved life, travel, and all people. And I encourage you to go and read Jay's blog, Simply Cycling. You can also see photos of their trip on his Instagram account, also called Simply Cycling. I'm going to put the links for Jay and Lauren's beautiful life in the show notes so you can take a look at what these two incredible people accomplished in 29 short years. Jay was an absolutely brilliant guy. He had an incredible mind but was utterly, utterly humble. He graduated from high school when he was 16 years old and by the age of 21 had completed a bachelor's and graduate degree. He lived in D.C., Washington, D.C., where he was a founding member of the Tiny House Movement. He's featured in the documentary Minimalism, where he speaks eloquently about his choices in life and his wish to impact the earth less and people's lives more. He and his girlfriend, Lauren, were truly soulmates, and it broke everyone's heart to lose them. There is comfort in that they were doing what they loved, and they are together for eternity. That's true, that both of their families have found great comfort in this. Jay's family wishes to honor his life by continuing the causes that were dear to him, and he had many. This young man was a giver. He was a volunteer at the Playtime Project in Washington, D.C., which is a shelter for homeless children. He worked there as a volunteer, was their photographer and carpenter on demand when needed. He also was involved in a group called World Bicycle Relief, which provides bicycles to persons in Africa, South America, and Asia, a cause so dear to Jay's heart. It costs about $60 to buy a bicycle for someone who really needs it to get to work, to get to school, to get to a health clinic. We don't understand here in our congested lives how far away things are in rural communities. This is particularly meaningful to my family as we have a son, air quotes, from Ghana who has lived with us for over four years now. 
In the village he lived in, if you wanted to attend high school, you had to walk 11 miles each way to the nearest town, and the classes for village children were from 11 p.m. till 4 a.m. That's when the school was available. They all walked together. Honestly, our bonus son's body rhythm has never recovered from these hours he kept out of necessity then. Can you imagine how much time could have been saved if these children all had bicycles? I love that Jay knew all about the power of what a single bicycle could do to change lives. His interests were always for the well-being of others. The other reason I had for mentioning Jay and Lauren's story on what is otherwise what I consider happy hour here at the Girl Camper Podcast is because so many of us put off our adventures, our visits to friends, our places that we want to go, and the things that we want to do, and the things that we should say to people who are important to us, and life is not guaranteed. We are all at-will guests here on this earth. It's a great comfort to Jay and Lauren's family that they really, really lived life. They were on day 100 and day... 369 of a four-year trek around the world. They had already done Africa, South America, and parts of Asia. I want to encourage everyone to step out and do one thing they've been postponing. Please don't wait. Take the trip, make the phone call, repair the hurt feelings. I am putting the link for the stories about Jay and Lauren's life, the things they did and stood for and acted on, as well as the link for the GoFundMe account in case you want to donate $60 for a bicycle that will change a life or any donation to honor two people who were emissaries of humanity in this world. I'm going to take a break now. I'm going to get in a different headspace. And when I come back, we're going to talk about teardrop trailers. But please, please go online, read about Jay's life, share his story with people, and help us to bring a little goodness into what can sometimes be a very dark place. I'll be right back. Before we head into our featured topic, I have a message from General RV. General RV is the nation's largest owned family RV dealership. They have 12 service locations, a massive inventory of over 5,000 RVs, and over 500 fully equipped service bays. It's so hard to imagine that all of this grew from a single gas station in Detroit, but that's how this family business grew. That's where it all started. Their sustained growth has been fueled by a commitment to provide world-class service to their customers. They've done that by reinvesting in their facilities, their employees, and their processes. They raise the bar continually on themselves. General RV Center now has 12 superstore locations across the nation, including six in Michigan, two in Florida, one each in Ohio, Utah, Illinois, and Virginia. General RV is the nation's largest family-owned RV dealer, and they want you to join the General RV family. 
They offer service where you travel, hundreds of brands and manufacturers, top quality service, and unbeatable prices. To find a dealership near you, go to www.generalrv.com backslash locations or go to girlcamper.com and just follow the link to this great dealership. Thank you, General RV, for hosting Camper College at your Canton, Ohio dealership on Friday, October 5th. I'll be there. It's not too late to sign up. I think it's kind of appropriate today that we're talking about tiny trailers because our friend Jay was so involved in the tiny house movement. He was also so proud of his mother, who never towed a trailer in her life, who was born and raised in New York City, and she became a girl camper. She bought a little 12-foot trailer, and she learned how to tow, and she takes her trailer all over, and he was so, so proud of her. So I think it's kind of a little God wink today that we're talking about tiny trailers, Now, at the beginning of this year, I pledged to cover all of the styles of trailers available for girl campers. So far, we have reimagined the toy hauler, reviewed the pros and cons of the Class C, studied the Class B vans in their compact convenience, and now I am talking about my own personal favorite, the teardrop trailer. The first teardrops were made in the 1930s and were used mostly for utilitarian purposes, really as a means of staying dry and having basic camp kitchen facilities available for those who were seeking employment and going from job site to job site during the Great Depression. They were made from whatever available scrap materials were around and they, uh, they used automobile tires on them. Now, in the 1940s, they were made from kits and built in home shops with surplus materials from World War II. A 1947 article in Mechanics Illustrated contained the plans for a homemade teardrop trailer, and it set off a wave of enthusiasts building them for recreation purposes. At that time, the coastal by coastal highway system was just being built in the U.S. and travel for leisure and to enjoy our growing national park system was just really becoming a thing. In 1945, the Kit Camper Company was formed in California. It's still in operation today, although not making, ironically, teardrops anymore. They quickly discovered that there was a market for already built trailers and not kits, and they were the first company to build pre-built trailers that you can go in and buy. They took a bunch of prototypes to their very first exhibition and took 500 orders on the first day. The teardrop trailer still fascinates today, and the boom of it is returning. This trailer really resonates with those who wish to travel simply, lightly, and whose goal is to see and be in the outdoors. I'm going to start, as I always do, with a list of pros and cons, and I'm going to start with the pros. The number one, it fits in a garage. So there's many people, more than you might imagine, who cannot keep a trailer at their residence. Some are restricted by HOA rules, and others simply lack the space for even a tiny trailer. If you have a two-car garage, and you have two people with cars, and they're in the driveway, if you can keep that trailer in the garage, you're only going to be pulling that out, you know, on weekends and a couple of vacation times a year, whereas the cars are coming and going every day. 
This way you can keep the trailer in the garage and the cars in the driveway and you're not forced to back up between um, behind each other and always someone having to run out and move their car because there's only one available parking space. So being able to park that in the garage is a big plus. You also don't have to pay for storage if you can get it in your garage and you don't have to purchase a cover for it because it's out of the elements. Now another thing about being able to keep it in the garage is that you can work on it in the garage outside of the sun and the heat and the rain and the you know the weather and also if you're like our friend in New Jersey our friend Jackie <laughs> You can camp in it in your garage in the winter. So our friend Jackie sent us a picture of herself camping in her little teardrop in February in her garage because she just needed a camping fix so badly. So being able to store that thing in your garage is a great bonus. Okay, I'm going to move right on to number two. A teardrop trailer is towable by most any vehicle. Now you can purchase teardrops across the board. There are some that weigh under 1,000 pounds all the way up to the max, which is considered the largest teardrop in the teardrop family, and that weighs about 3,500 pounds. If you have a small car, the kind that you're really attached to, and there are people who are just married to whatever brand of car. They've been driving a Subaru their whole life and they're not changing now. If you have a car that you really love, you can get a teardrop to fit that car. When I was camping in Indiana a few years ago, there was a sister on the fly and she had a navy blue Mini Cooper. She belonged to a group of Mini Cooper owners and they participated in all these rallies with other Mini owners and they would cruise the back roads on a beautiful Sunday in the fall and stop together, have lunch, go into small towns. Well, she had a custom built teardrop in the matching color to her Mini and then she had a tent built for the side of it as a change changing room and a place to store camping gear. The whole setup was perfect, but it was all inspired by the fact that she was not giving up her Mini Cooper. A teardrop is really the only trailer I could think of that can be towed by virtually anything out there. Okay, moving on, number three, price. The teardrop trailers come in a wide range of prices. You can buy a stripped down version simply for sleeping that houses a simple rear camp kitchen or you can go totally highbrow and have a custom one with all the bells and whistles. There's several really cool custom manufacturers out there and they allow you to customize a trailer to your own specification. There are more teardrop builders out there than any other kind of trailer. I mean, I found so many of them in a search. One company that I was particularly drawn to was a company called Aero Teardrops in Portland, Oregon. A-E-R-O Teardrops. I'm going to put it in the show notes. They make a model called Broadway, which is five by eight and starts at $12,000. It weighs a thousand pounds and can be towed by most any vehicle. Now this was kind of high end, really custom built. There's another company called hikertrailers.com and they make teardrop trailers that range in size from the very small of four by eight, starting price $2,900. 
to a five by 10 model that sells for $5,700. Now these trailers are very cute, but they're very utilitarian. They don't have that classic teardrop shape, but they're custom built and they get you off the ground. You can customize these and add all kinds of amenities to them. These trailers are not going to require renovation because they're brand new and you can get started out there right away. You're going to know what your costs are as opposed to a renovation project that can be a bottomless money pit. I like that in the whole teardrop community, you can get that teardrop baseline with no frills for really money that most people could scrape together. Most people could scrape together $2,900. Get rid of a bunch of stuff. That was last week's show, a couple shows back. How to come up with travel and trailer money. Most people could scrape together $2,900 and you could add things to it later, a solar panel or things that you want later, but you can get in the market for very little money with a teardrop trailer. Okay, number four. They're very easy to tow and maneuver. A teardrop trailer is so much less intimidating to start towing with than a larger trailer. Many people fear towing. It is the number one thing people talk about all the time. Whenever I ask people, why haven't you become a girl camper? It's the number one thing. I'm so afraid to tow. And I get it. I'm not making fun of you when I say that because it's kind of scary and intimidating. Once you get it going, you're fine. But... It is. The number two reason doesn't even come close to fear of towing. Towing is the thing people talk about all the time. It just makes sense to start in a small RV. And if that's one of your concerns, this is a trailer that can get you out there and pass this fear quicker. Now, there are women out there, and they grew up in farm country driving tractors and towing horse trailers, but if that's not you and you're having a problem getting into the whole camping thing because of a fear of towing, this is a great place to start and learn the ropes. You can always upgrade later once you have that confidence. A lot of sisters on the fly and girl campers tell this to me. They started with a teardrop. They gained confidence and then down the line they upgraded to a bigger trailer. So in addition to being easy to tow, they're also easy to maneuver and that brings me to my number two fear. That is a fear of backing up. People say this all the time, I'm going to get to the campground and I'm not going to know how to get in my spot or I'm going to have to try 50 times and everybody's going to be watching me and it's going to be so embarrassing and intimidating. Well, backing up with a teardrop, first of all, you don't even have to back up. You literally can take a teardrop trailer and take it off the hitch with a wheel on your tongue jack and push it into place. I would suggest you have a friend do this with you because somebody has to stop it from rolling if you're not on completely flat ground. So that fear you have of being able to get in the campground, it's much less intimidating backing up with a teardrop trailer. The other fear is that when you are in a gas station or trying to get in and out of tight places, you're not going to be able to do it. Everybody has that fear in the gas station that they're going to hit that concrete uh, concrete platform that the gas pumps sit on, or they're going to get themselves pulled in someplace and they're not going to be able to get out. So towability and maneuverability, they are two big wins with that teardrop. 
one of the women who has a teardrop trailer told me the story, which I thought was so funny. She pulled into a narrow place and then she realized she was in a dead end and she couldn't get herself out. So she looked around and she walked back and forth and she got in the car and she tried a few maneuvers and she she was just stuck. There wasn't enough room left or right and there was actually ditches. She would have gone off in a ditch. So, So I love what she did. She took her trailer off the hitch and spun it around in the other direction and then maneuvered her car in front of it and hitched it back up and drove away. (laughs) So I could not do that in my teardrop. So maneuverability, easy to tow. That was number four. Okay, number five. The number one reason people buy a teardrop. The number one customer of a teardrop trailer, I should say, are tent campers. A teardrop beats a tent any day of the week. Sorry, tent people. (laughs) The top buyers statistically of teardrops are tent campers. Tent campers that have had enough. It's the logical next step for someone who has been a lifelong tent camper and this hits the wall with it. They're sick of the rock-strewn, uneven ground of packing up wet tents and then getting them home and having to roll them open on your front lawn, dry them out, wipe them down, uh, store them away again. They're tired of sleeping on the ground, getting gear ready before a trip, packing it away after a trip, and having nothing between them and the great outdoors but really a piece of vinyl. Those people are prime for a teardrop trailer. It's a great option for those that want to keep camping simply, but still want some higher level of comfort than a tent. With a teardrop, you can keep your sleeping bags because if you're a tent camper, you're kind of used to sleeping bags. So many teardrop people just sleep in their sleeping bags on the vinyl mats inside their teardrop. You can keep all your same camping kitchen gear, which fits so nicely in the outside of a clamshell, and you can still hold your head up high among your tent camping friends. (laughs) In fact, I think they will secretly wish they had a teardrop too. The thing about an RV, no matter how small, is that you can keep everything in it and when the weekend comes, you can just grab your food and take off. It definitely beats tent camping in my book any day of the week. I think it would in most people's books. Number six, this one is kind of fun to me. It's the add-on options. So recently, I've become a little fascinated with the add-ons for teardrops. I love the add-on awning for my mini. I just love having that porch. I call it my back porch, but the add-on goes on the front of my mini or the back. So when I get to a campground, I can see where the sun is going to be hitting late in the afternoon and decide if I want to be in the shade in the afternoon or I want to be in the shade in the morning, and I can make that choice and put that on either side of the camper. The awning that attaches to my mini on the um, Keter rail is 8 by 13 because that's the size of my trailer. The trailer is 13 feet long, but the awning comes out 8 feet. That is a whole lot of added shade and rain protection space especially if you're camping in a small trailer, which makes that space even more valuable. If it's really raining outside, I can still sit out there. I'm not stuck in the trailer when I really do want to be outside. If it's super sunny, I can read out there. I can sit and eat in the shade. 
Now, I just came back from the Teardrop Rally in Michigan, and I have to say they had some really great add-ons there. I love the mini rooms that attach to the outside of even the smallest teardrop trailer. A lot of people have these custom made and they cost anywhere from $1,000 to $1,500 depending on what materials you choose and who makes it for you. But it allows you to add a room. So when you've got these little trailers, you really can't stand up in a very small teardrop. So having this room to change in and store items in and keep stuff out of the weather is a huge bonus. Another great add-on for tiers that I keep seeing at shows is this rooftop tent. This is at all the big outdoor and RV shows now. So you can actually add additional sleeping space by putting a rooftop tent, which are really becoming big now, on top of your tow vehicle or on top of the little teardrop trailer. So if you're a family of four and you want to keep a teardrop, you want to keep it simple, but you want to upgrade from tent camping, you can sleep two in the teardrop and two in the rooftop tent on the top of the tier or on top of your tow vehicle. You can also sleep some kids in an add-on tent room. The Mini and many other models have tents that actually attach to the tier, allowing you to sleep extra people too. I met a sister on the fly when I was at Tearstock three years ago in Ohio. She had the cutest little red and white tab, and she had the tent attachment. Now, the tent attachment is different than an awning. It's an actual tent. It has a floor in it. The sides come up. It snaps around the wheel and the uh, rail at the bottom of your camper. So when you have this tent, uh, tent attached and it's uh, staked at all four corners, nothing from the outside can get in. You're totally enclosed and protected. This woman, whose name was Mary, took her nephew on like a six-week trip to all the national parks out west. She was sleeping in the bed inside the trailer, and her nephew had a little cot inside the tent, but she left the door open at night. So she zipped the tent up. She opened the door of her trailer so she could hear him, and he could come in and use the bathroom if he needed to. I thought it was a fantastic arrangement, and honestly, I'm really jonesing over that tent for my new Max. I can just feel like that would be such a cool thing to have. They're pretty expensive. For the Max, it would it, it's going to be high. I, I'm probably thinking it's around $1,500. But to have that, it's like you can still have this small trailer, but if you want company, if you're going to camp with somebody else, you have that option of creating this guest room that is totally optional. You don't have to tow it around with you when you don't need it. You don't have to buy a larger trailer than you want to have because you might have company with you twice a year. So I love the idea of all the add-ons. I always joke about this. Girls love teardrop trailers because they come with accessories and women are going to even accessorize their trailers. <laughs> I know I love accessorizing mine. So Number six, add-ons. I think they're so, so cool. I forgot to say this one. There's a really cool 
number of add-ons that go on the back of clamshell kitchens. So you could just do an easy up and put it on the back of a clamshell kitchen, but there's a couple of different companies that make attachments that actually go on the rim of the clamshell when it's open and create um, sides to keep the rain or sun or whatever out. You can even get a screen room that attaches to the back. So if you have to go out in the morning, you can go out there and you if it's drizzly or rainy, you can have your back kitchen protected. So number six, add-ons. I totally love this. Okay, number seven. This is controversial, <laughs> sort of, <laughs> if we're adding drama where there is no drama. It's truer to real camping. I almost hate saying that because you know I always say here that there's no wrong way to camp like a girl, but there are purists out there and they don't think that RVing is camping at all. And then there are those like me who think there's no wrong way to camp, but I will say that when I walk through a campground at night and it's full of big rigs, class A motorhomes, I feel like their motivation for travel is somehow different than mine. It's not wrong, it's just different. So full-timers who live on the road, they may not feel the same need to soak in every sunset and campfire on their trip because that's their everyday life. But when you're camping on vacation or it's just a weekend getaway, you're experiencing the lifestyle of camping in a different way. So I think that teardroppers like van campers are people more likely to be out there to experience the outdoors and their adventure is truer to what camping originally was and what many people still think is real camping. I completely loved boondocking this summer and I liked the idea that I kind of had to work at it a little. I had to be careful with my water supply. I had to work at staying warm. I had to get in and out of the camper real quick because there was a lot of bugs. Somehow to me, it all felt like old school camping. Being truer to real camping is something in the plus column for me, but others might actually put this one in the minus column. I guess you have to decide for yourself. <laughs> okay, moving on. Number eight, community. This is really true of all trailer types and brands. Whatever you buy, you get a community of people who made the same choice as you and they're cheering you on. But somehow in the teardrop community, I think it's truer than in most. There's actual books, lots of books and on teardrop trailers and clubs online and groups and rallies, rallies galore. It's a group of people that really celebrate their mutual choice to go tiny. These are a built-in band of cheerleaders you get when you buy a teardrop. It's really, really, it's super fun to have people to rally with and plan and share tips and hacks with. The teardroppers have a higher level of enthusiasm than, say, the sportsman's owners or the RPOD owners. They're just really fun group of people. So number eight, you get the community. Number nine, it's the cuteness factor. Teardrops are cute. They're just cute. They're eye-catching. And they create opportunities for meeting people and for a lot more campground fun. I really can't tell you how many times on my Texas trip, I pulled into the campground and had people strolling by and trying to set up my camper. And they're strolling by and they're pointing and they're gesturing and they're shouting hello. And they want to know, what kind of trailer is this? 
for me, this is a plus because I always enjoy meeting fellow travelers. I love hearing people's stories. I love to find out where they're from. I love to find out why they chose what they chose. If they're full-timing, part-timing, just vacationing, I just love hearing their stories. So if you have a teardrop trailer, you have got to be prepared to talk shop at rest stops, gas stations, campgrounds, because people are naturally attracted to the nostalgia of a teardrop trailer. And they just want to know, what is this? Where did you buy it? How much does it cost? Unwittingly, you end up becoming an ambassador for the teardrop world. And it is a real thing. Sometimes I see people circling my trailer when I'm at a rest stop and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to get back on the road and I'll go back in and get a pack of gum or something (laughs) until I see that they have left. There are moments where I just don't feel like doing it. I want to get back on the road. Nine times out of 10 though, I'm right there in it. I love being able to talk about it. So cuteness factor number nine. Number 10, minimalism personified. Okay, so one of the things about a teardrop trailer that is just spectacular, a teardrop allows you to travel. It allows you to have a warm and comfortable bed and a place to brew a cup of coffee without having a bunch of systems that require winterizing, maintenance, things that could go wrong. If you have a simple teardrop trailer and it's a bed in a rear kitchen, especially if you have the kind that doesn't even have a refrigerator in it, maybe you have a propane stove, but you just have a cooler it's so much simpler than maintaining a big rv with hot water systems and three-way fridges and air conditioning units you can get those things in a teardrop but you don't have to you cannot go in and buy a class c motorhome and say leave out the refrigerator the air conditioner and all the things that might go wrong all the things that i'm going to have to maintain the only way you can do that is with a teardrop Okay, so those are the pros to owning a teardrop trailer. As written by Janine, I mean, maybe you have a pro that I didn't think of. And if you do, I would love to hear what it is. They're so available in many different styles and sizes. I really think of all the models out there that a teardrop trailer allows you to go across the board. You can buy this stripped down version or you can go very high end. There's just many great reasons to go with a teardrop. But let's now go over what the cons of a teardrop trailer are. The number one con, they're small. The very thing that makes it a plus for some people makes it a negative for some. There are those who want small trailers, but not quite that small. You can't stand up in most teardrops, and therefore you can't easily change your clothes in one. You can't sit up in it on a rainy day. If it's just pouring at the campground, you're stuck sitting or laying in a bed all day. Um, You can't eat a meal at a table in one. The classic teardrop is really made for sleeping and staying off the ground. It's not a walk-around trailer unless you choose something like a tab or a mini or a max, but the classic little teardrop, not a walk-around. Sometimes this is just a bit too small for some people. I said this before in the girl camping movement, a lot of people start out with a teardrop and they call it the starter trailer. It's like your starter home, it's your starter trailer. They buy one and once they get accustomed to towing and maneuvering, they trade up to something like a mini or even go up a step from there once they have that confidence. 
Now, an add-on can solve some of the issues with this, but when you're away and you're going someplace, you're on a destination trip and you're stopping every night, you really don't want to bother setting up an add-on when you're only staying someplace overnight. So, the small, it's both good and it's bad, and everything about choosing trailers is always a series of trade-offs. Size for gas mileage, convenience, and ease of use is a big one. You want those things and you're giving up size in order to have them. You have to determine what is important to you. Okay, number two, limited storage. So many tiny campers are also tiny consumers. They've whittled down their supplies to just what they need. So many I know actually go without things that many of us consider a camping necessity, like cast iron cookware. So many of my tiny trailer friends would never carry around cast iron cookware with them or big comfy Cabela's chairs that you sink into. But even with the scaled back set of gear, the available space in a teardrop for storage is very, very small. You can put things, and you will have to, in containers in the back of your tow vehicle, and the amount of inconvenience here largely depends on what you really need and how long you're going to be on the road. This is a little issue when you're camping for a weekend or you're on a week-long vacation, but if you're going cross-country or full-timing, and some people do full-time in teardrop trailers, you're going to have to make some compromises here. In my observation, the kitchen is doable because you really don't need a lot of gear to feed yourself. You need a frying pan, you need you know, a can opener, you just need really a couple of things. The issue for me on long trips is the different climates that you're going to be in and you end up having to store a lot of extra clothing and clothing for cold weather, rainy weather, and shoes. You need so many shoes when you're going to be on the road for a long time. There's a lot of footwear involved in long trips. You don't need cold weather footwear, shower flip-flops, rainy weather shoes, a lot of footwear. So storage is limited, but it's not a deal breaker. I will add here that this is where I think that choosing good gear that is multi-purpose is essential. Sneakers that do double duty for hiking and dry quickly if they get wet, a good Gore-Tex jacket that can be worn for cold weather, but it's also waterproof, so it's your cold weather gear, it's also your raincoat. Choose your gear wisely, be willing to pay for technology that allows double duty and take good care of your investment in good gear so that it lasts a long time. All right, number three in our list of cons, no bathroom. Now, this is a deal breaker for many people, especially girl campers. I hear women say all the time, oh, I'd love to do a teardrop, but no way am I buying a trailer without a bathroom. Now, I don't mind using a campground bathroom, but you're not always in a campground and you're not always near the bathhouse. Middle of the night runs to the bathroom in bear country are always a real treat too. For all the years I camped in vintage trailers, I never had a bathroom, but I did have a luggable loo under the bed for emergencies and it really is a throne at 5 a.m. when it's cold and rainy. Because you can't stand up in most tiers, this doesn't really work though. 
You can put a luckable loo in an adder room though, and there are great pop-up tents now that they make. And they hold a shower bag and they store a potty. And I've seen women really doll them up. They, they're simple to put up. You put up this little pop-up bathroom shower tent and women put their luggable loo in there. They even have a little stool with magazines. They're so cute. They have lights in there. It all depends on what level of comfort and um, convenience you require when you're camping. This is a real deal breaker for some, and it's just an inconvenience for others. Okay, number four, no indoor kitchen. There are really cute trailers out there with clamshell backs containing the kitchen prep and cooking area. They are lovely on a sunny day, but not so good in bad weather. When you have this set up and you wake up and it's cold and it's windy and it's raining, which does happen if you camp a lot, you can't always be out there in ideal weather and you just want coffee. You have to brave the elements and you got to go out there in that weather and you got to make it. It's camping. That's what camping in a teardrop is. It's like tent camping when it comes to that, that outdoor kitchen. Like all the other negatives in a teardrop trailer, there's ways around this too. I said earlier, there's great tents and shelters that go over your rear kitchen. You're still going to have to go outside through the elements to get to the dry spot in the back. So people who have a clamshell usually close that at night to keep all of their stuff safe and dry, but you're still going to be out there in that weather getting your coffee, getting uh, breakfast going. Now, there are people that would find this miserable, but if you grew up tent camping, it's the norm. Dealing with elements is just part of camping. You can cook and eat outdoors no matter what the weather presents. So if you're a person who's camped your whole life, this may not bother you at all. If you're coming into the RV industry for the first time, as 60% of teardrop trailer owners are, 60% of people buying a teardrop trailer are new to the industry completely. If you're brand new to it, then you may completely hate this idea of having your kitchen outside. Okay, so that's my list of pros and cons with teardrop trailers. I think the pros way outweigh the cons. They outweigh them significantly and many of the cons don't exist. If you own one of the bigger teardrops like a tab or a mini or a max, they have bathrooms, they have indoor kitchens, they have way more storage than you'll ever find in a mini one. The cons really only apply to the tiny tiers. The mini weighs double, just under 2,000 pounds of what most small teardrops weigh but it's not towable by a Mini Cooper or any small four-cylinder vehicle. Sometimes to get everything we want in a trailer, we may have to upgrade the tow vehicle. If you're really attached to your car, which you're going to use much more often than the trailer, you may need to downsize what you want in a trailer in order to keep that daily ride that you want. As I said earlier, everything in the RV industry is a trade-off. I personally believe that the Teardrop is a great trailer for those who love camping, actually being outdoors when they're camping, are trading up from tent camping, and who are really conscious of what impact their choices have on the environment. Going tiny is not about having less. It's actually about having more. More money for travel, more places they can take it, 
more time outdoors, more time to their selves because of the simplicity of these campers. That's my story on teardrop campers. Take it, digest it, tell me what you think. I want to thank our manufacturer, Campco, for coming on board. Campco Manufacturing, what do they make? They make things, great things, things for camping, things for tailgating, things for towing, things for boating, things for grilling, things for RVing. In short, Campco makes things that make our leisure time even better. They manufacture over 4,000 products, and chances are you already have many of them. I've been enjoying Campco's new Life is Better at the Campsite products all summer long. Campco products are available at many fine retailers, including Walmart and Amazon, but I just get mine at the Teardrop Shop. That's our show for this week. I want to thank all of our sponsors, including Tom's Camperland in Phoenix, Arizona, General RV, Bankston Motorhomes, with three locations in Alabama and two in Tennessee, and Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and of course, Campco and Liberty Outdoors. I'd like to thank my producer, Stephanie Puglisi, for putting this show together. That's a wrap for this week, everybody. Get out there, go places, and do things. Happy trails, everyone. 